Namaste everyone, we are again here with Manish Vyas in his podcast of today. He's going to talk to us about the Gayatri Mantra. It is a very, very broad subject, so that's why we're going to talk to him about it. As I understand, uh, there are about 24 different uh, Gayatri Mantras. And this one that we call the Gayatri Mantra, which is the one he released, is the most popular in the whole world. And it's the Sabitur Gayatri, which is dedicated to the Divine Mother in the form of Gayatri. The Divine Mother is the mother of the Vedas. So Manish, as I understand, uh, this is a mantra dedicated to the sun. And at the same time, it is worshiping the goddess Gayatri, the mother divine. As I understand, Sabitur, which is one of the words used in this mantra, is the name given to the Son and to the Divine Mother. Is this so, uh, everything that I am saying about these deities in, in, in Sanatana Dharma? There are so many different deities and so many mantras dedicated to different deities. And I know that you always say that each mantra is related to a certain deity. And so in this case, we are talking about uh, Surya, the sun, and the goddess Gayatri. Yes, it's correct. The mantra is addressed to the sun god, Savita. And Gayatri is actually the meter in which it is composed and not the deity. But later years, the sun was considered to have three forms, the rising sun as the young, beautiful Devi Gayatri, the noon as the mature aspect, the adult Devi Savitri, and then the evening sun, which is much more uh, soothing, mellow, was Devi Saraswati, the form of wisdom. So that's why the Gayatri was chanted always during these three periods of the day, or what we call the three Sandhyas. Before entering into the details about Gayatri Mantra, are there like, I know that there are a lot of deities in India, uh, that one is praising, worshipping and chanting mantras too. Uh, are there like some main deities from the Sanatana Dharma to whom mantras are dedicated to? or As I understand, these deities represent different forms of energy. Before the deity comes the trilogy of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. Brahma being the creator, Vishnu as the sustainer, maintaining a balance in the universe. And then Shiva, which is the destruction function. But in this case, destruction of the evil, destruction of the false. So in, in Sanatana Dharma, we don't really call them gods and goddesses, which is a mistranslation in the Western world. Because one beautiful aspect of Sanatana Dharma has been always that these deities who represent different energies, they are kind of a medium 
to be the god or the godliness so in sanatan dharma everything can be a path to be the god so interestingly sanatan dharma does not worship a god as such it says that you are that godly energy you can be the god uh, the god is not somebody outside or somebody to be worshiped or revered no that divinity is hidden within you and through different paths one can arrive at that point of divinity so yes as you are asking that this deities are there in many in forms of female and male deities and every deity represents a certain energy certain function a certain kind of utility in the path of a seeker and uh, one can uh, invoke this particular energies and relate to this energies according to the need of the time when we hear to your gayatri mantra as well as other musicians that have sang it from india uh, one characteristic is that i always find it very powerful the way that is being sung awakening this is uh, also related to the fact that we are talking for example in the case of this mantra that uh, it is also through the sun that we are singing these words and that's why it has this energy or is there any other reason and i am saying other musicians from india because here in the west we hear singers that are doing very very relaxing and mellow and sleepy versions and then i listen to the indian musicians and the gayatri mantra is always very strong and very it always awakens you so maybe you can explain a little bit what is the musical requirement for such kind of mantra see as far as uh, creating music for certain mantras there is nothing right and wrong everybody is free to do whatever they feel like but every mantra carries a certain energy and there is a certain purpose behind chanting or invoking the energy of that mantra it is as simple as the medicines in allopathy let's say so if there is a medicine for heart trouble and if you take that medicine for a headache it's not going to work you know you may feel that okay you have taken the medicine and maybe some hallucination is there but it is not going to work for your headache so when an energy of the mantra is understood then the musician who is going to create music for that particular mantra is going to connect with that energy of the mantra and accordingly create that atmosphere that bhav that energy that emotion through the music as we talked about gayatri mantra which is very much related to the sun energy and when we talk about the sun energy it is always this energy of awakening energy of rising energy of light energy of brightness energy which brings things in a momentum so when we look at all these aspects then we clearly understand as musician that what kind of uh, composition 
I would like to do and what kind of instrumentation I would do to do the justice to the energy of the mantra and the purpose of the mantra. So if you hear this particular version of Gayatri Mantra, you will hear that first of all, there is not too much variations in the melody. On the contrary, like in the old Vedic times and even how the contemporary Vedic chant style is concerned where we basically use only three notes uddat anudat and swarit so in this case mm, sa sa re ni re sa only three notes but combination of three notes used in a particular way creates a very very powerful awakening energy phenomenon when it is used in the music especially with old vedic mantras like gayatri mantra i think that is the perfect use of those three notes so in that way what also happens is that the the attention and the energy of the listener is not too much distracted by too much melodic variations the energy remains very much centered integrated hypnotic and focused and then other instruments which are used around it so i used a lot of powerful vocals and harmonies and then one of the main percussion instrument i used was pakhavaj now pakhavaj is considered the father of tabla and pakhavaj is also an instrument which is very much related to also with shiva also with sun also with very high energetic phenomenon in the music it represents the energy of the temple it represents the energy of the deities so it is a very very appropriate instrument to use in this kind of uh, mantric invocation supported by a very beautiful bansuri flute played by my dear friend bapu padmanabh and we also chose a particular raga bairagi which is very much related to a journey of a seeker also bairagi means somebody who has renounced everything and is a vagabond he is a seeker in the search of truth so that raga also applies very much to the energy of gayatri so you see when when the purpose is clear that what i want to uh convey through this musical representation of gayatri what how i want that the listener gets most benefited then accordingly we decide the right instrumentation right composition and right elements of other instruments and the whole orchestration so once that vision is clear then you know things start fall in places and the purpose is served before going more into the details it would be nice to know what is the origin of this mantra yeah that's a very good uh, question and uh, there is a very beautiful amazing story about the origin of gayatri mantra and the story is that many thousands of years ago there was a king named kaushika and he was a great emperor he was having a huge empire and he was a very brave 
king and uh, the story is that after one battle he was returning back to his uh, capital with his whole army and they were passing through a jungle somewhere and the army was totally exhausted and all the food supplies water supply was finished and they were collapsing they would not make it all the way back to the capital and the king also started wondering what can be done how to support this huge army without any food or water supply so while they were passing through this jungle one of the generals of the army suggested that somewhere nearby in this forest is an ashram of sage vasishth rishi vasishth and maybe we can go there and maybe we can get some help so they found the ashram and uh, sage vasishth who is also very much revered i think he was also the guru to ram and lakshman shri ram and shri lakshman so sage vasishth welcomed them and uh, kaushika asked him that i have this huge army and i don't know maybe you can suggest us some source of food or water nearby that we can go and take care of our basic uh, hunger and thirst sage vasishth uh, very humbly told uh, kaushika that you don't worry you just bring all of your army into my ashram and i will take care of you guys fully i will have food ready for you clean water everything and kaushika said that but i have a huge army and vasishta said don't worry you trust me i will i when i said i will take care i will take care you just go to the nearby river freshen up and come back and by the time you're back everything will be ready so hesitantly king kaushika agreed and he with his army went to the river nearby and while they were freshening up they were talking amongst themselves wondering how this ordinary sadhu will take care of such a huge army so they were still in the doubts they went back and they were surprised that when they went back there was this immensely well prepared food for the whole army very elaborated menu and clean drinking water everything was provided until the whole army was satiated satisfied now that made kaushika wonder what is the secret because i don't see people who are able to cook so much food i don't see that many storage of grains and vegetables and other things which which are required to make food for so many people so he curiously asked sage vasishth that what is the secret how did you manage and uh, sage vasishth said that there no there is no secret really it is the gift of my penance my tapasya basically i have a cow called nandini it's a calf and uh, that is a baby cow from the mother cow which is known as kamdhenu so this calf was gifted to me by lord indra the lord of the heavens and uh, this calf has the function that 
whatever is the requirement of the moment what is whatever is the need of the moment is always fulfilled if i request her so right now the need of the moment was that i need to feed such a huge army and the king and uh, that wish was fulfilled so basically it is thanks to this little baby cow here and that made this king wonder that uh, okay that's interesting but what this ordinary sadhu needs a fulfilling call for while i am a king i'm you know always going around with such a huge army and uh, imagine if i had this boon if i had this blessing of this baby cow i would be able to feed my army whenever i want and fulfill when whatever wish so he just requested wasist that can i have this baby calf i can give you whatever you want for it of course sage wasist knew where it is going and he said no this i cannot give you because this is a gift to me and i'm supposed to take care of this gift so i cannot give it to you and uh, long story short the king got angry and uh, king said you don't realize i am a king i have this huge army i can easily defeat you and take this baby cow and wasista said no you can't you think you can defeat you can do this so i request you now you are you know you have eaten you just please leave and whenever you need again you are always welcome to come back but i cannot give you nandini the story said kaushika with his whole army tried to attack wasista and because wasista was a rishi he he had many what we call siddhis which is called occult powers so one of the siddhis that he used is called stamban stamban means to freeze to make everything frozen so he chanted a mantra for this process of stamban and the whole army including the king froze in their places they could not move they basically became like stone so the king realized this mistake and uh, he requested okay i'm sorry please un- please release us so wasista removed the process of stamban and uh, king feeling very humiliated and insulted went back and thought i have to have this nandini because you know i don't think this sadhu really needs it and while i can really fulfill my wishes so the story says that he started doing the meditation on shiva he said to have meditated on him for another 1000 years and finally shiva became happy about his meditation and he came and he said okay whatever you want i give you and uh, uh, kaushika asked for the most powerful weapons through which he can beat sage vasistha so that he can have nandini so she was like okay i give you all the weapons that you need and with all that weapons kaushika attacked again sage vasistha but the same story he could not defeat him so then kaushika felt like i think i'm not invoking the right deity so then the story said that he started invoking brahma and after many many years he invoked brahma and brahma gave him what we call brahmastra which is considered the most powerful weapon that any human can have and there are many stories in mahabharata about brahmastra also so he was given the boon of brahmastra and with brahmastra kaushika attacked again vasistha and sage vasistha had a just a what do you call a piece of stick but it is called uh, i think uh, brahma dand dand means like a pole and brahma 
he just swapped that in the air and again he defeated even brahmastra you know kaushika could not figure out he said he asked vasishta he said what is it that i am not able to defeat you what do you have which i don't have because i now i invoked shiva and he gave me some power i invoked brahma and he gave me this weapon so what is it that i need that i can defeat you and vasishta said it's not what i have but who i am and you also have that you are not just diving deeper into your being to invoke that divinity which gives you the immense amount of love and immense amount of strength also so it is not something that i have but it is what who i am and that is also something that you can be you also have it but you are just not looking for it you are looking for all this power outside of you but all that is within you so why don't you look for that and that hit kaushika really strongly so the story says that he went into jungle and then he meditated and meditated and meditated and he meditated so deeply so deeply that around him such a beautiful aura and beautiful energy started vibrating started throbbing you know people animals would get attracted to him people were falling at his feet but he was just remaining silent closed eyes meditating for years and years and then he achieved enlightenment and from that moment this king kaushika was renamed he was being called vishwamitra vishwamitra means the friend of the universe the friend of the world so rishi vishwamitra was born in this form and in that deepest state of meditation it is said that one time he he perceived this vedic gayatri mantra and then he passed it on to people as one of the most powerful mantra in the history of indian spirituality so that is the origin of gayatri mantra and gayatri mantra is attributed to sage or rishi vishwamitra wow what an amazing story i think uh, we have been chanting this or singing and chanting this mantra for so long and i think uh, there's not really a lot of people that know the origin through this wonderful story so now moving uh, one step forward about the practical application what can you share with any practitioner that is earnestly interested in the practice of gayatri mantra and its wonderful benefits and energy that is able to give to a practitioner who is really seeking for that earnestly if you have seen my video about this release of gayatri mantra i said briefly that one of the best purpose of chanting gayatri mantra is to invoke the divinity within and to purify oneself yes mantras can be used to fulfill certain desires wish wishes or needs but i think that's a very mundane use of mantras we must trust universe and the higher consciousness to take care of what is needed you know mantras are not to fulfill what we want because existence always provides what we need not what we want so we must trust that process second thing about the gayatri sadhana what we as in india we know it as gayatri sadhana so somebody who is stepping on this process of gayatri sadhana they must take what we call a sankalp which means kind of a vow that you will chant 
Gayatri Mantra for this many days, every day, this many times, at this time, every day. So once that sankalpa is taken, one should fulfill it without the fail, doing the same amount of chanting in the same time for that many days. This is what we call Purusharan or Purusharana. So there can be a short duration of three to nine days of Purusharan where you can uh, chant Gayatri Mantra for 1000 times. So that will make it 9000 times in nine days with a Rudraksh Mala and one round is 108. So there could be a short period of three to nine days, which many times in India people do it during the Navratri festival, which is the goddess festival. And we have two to four Navratris during the year. But of course you can choose any nine days. So that is a short Purusharan. The longer one is can be between 40 to 120 days. And there one needs to finish 100,000 chants during the 40 days. So that means 2,500 times every day. <laughs> so you have to figure out that, okay, so to, to, for me to accomplish 2,500 times a day, how much time I need to invest in that. The longer one is 18 to 24 months. And during this, if you are doing 24 months, then you are supposed to chant the Gayatri Mantra all together for 2.4 million times. And then finally, the longest one is between 24 to 32 months, where the goal is to chant Gayatri Mantra for 3.2 million times. So very rarely somebody is doing 18 to 24 months or 24 to 32 months. Usually people do shorter 3 to 9 days or 40 to 120 days. 40 days is an ideal period. 40 days has a very much of a spiritual significance in the Indian tradition. We call it Chilla. So Chilla is a period of 40 days. It is done in music also that people go in jungle or in some secluded place and do their riyas, their musical practice, 8 hours a day for 40 days. So the same thing can be done for the spiritual practice also. So this is one glimpse of what we call Purusharan and there are some steps involved in it. Uh, the longer process is of about 35 steps but a shorter process can be of 7 steps. And uh, best time to do is during what we call Sandhya which is the time where a night is turning into a day or a day is turning into the night. So either in the dawn or in the evening, facing the east, sitting on a normal cushion and uh, of course there are some other processes involved. But these are the basic methods of during, uh, doing a Gayatri Mantra Sadhana. Wow, this is quite different from a lot of things that we are used to. Now that you are talking about this uh, very specific way of uh, doing uh, sadhana, and this is only a very brief introduction, as I can imagine that you gave on how to practice this mantra. Uh, what do you think when this uh, mantra, since it's so popular around the world, what do you think when it is performed in an entertainment concert? What should people know the audiences that are listening there and maybe think that this is a practice or this is bringing some power or 
is it so? Or, I mean, can you tell them something? Because it's very massively being presented around the world by different people. Yeah, basically, mantra is a sadhana. And mantra is mainly meant for chanting. And uh, it is not an entertainment phenomenon. That's why during my whole uh, life in India, and, you know, being a student of music and a performer, I used to be always in the music scene, also not only performing concerts, but also attending concerts of other musicians. So during this whole period, I have never been to a mantra concert. <laughs> so in India, this is completely unthinkable. Yes, we have a kirtan gathering, we have a bhajan gathering, we have some some ceremonies where people gather and chant with the music or without the music. But a mantra concert is very much a Western invention. And what uh, basically they don't understand is that if it was still uh, in the form of what we call this gathering and chanting for the purpose of chanting without where the, you know, the main artist is not important or the whole, uh, you know, stars are not important, then it's a different thing because the focus is totally on mantra. But... uh, when it starts getting this whole kind of uh, publicized promotions, you know, entertainment phenomenon, then people may think that, okay, we are singing mantra and we are chanting and something something is happening, but it is just being replaced by some Sanskrit text instead of some normal text for a entertainment concert now suddenly those texts are being replaced by some Sanskrit text and also what as you and I have seen is that the whole western representation of mantras musically does not reflect the fragrance and beauty of India and the whole tradition of Indian music so unless those musical elements are used in a mantra presentation it does not serve the energy and the whole purpose of mantra. So basically the whole essential elements are missing in this so-called mantra concerts. So it's a good pleasing idea to, it's a good pleasant idea to please the mind. But frankly, and I have to be very honest with people who are really fond of these things, is that it is good for nothing. It's a great concert, nothing, please go attend and enjoy, have a good time. But the real purpose is not served in these kind of things. Kirtan is different, bhajan is different, but when somebody calls it a mantra concert, it it is not how it's supposed to be. So there are different uh, ways to make best use of it. Also, as you always say, I think all the subject of pronunciation is there, no? And uh, I think with Gayatri, as I heard in in your version and other versions from singers from India, I, I can hear that they are very, very particular <laughs> about uh, some pronunciations that are totally different from from what sometimes we do. Yes, that's a very good point, and I actually wanted to talk about it because see, when you read the Gayatri mantra, is you will see buhu, buva, swaha. But when we combine them together, it is Om Bhur Bhuva Swaha. So Bhu Bhuva becomes Bhur Bhuva Swaha. Second thing, I'm sometimes very much shocked that in the West they sing 
ओम भूर भूवाह स्वाहा नाउ स्वाहा इज टोटली समथिंग एल्स एंड स्वहा मींस समथिंग एल्स स्वाहा इज अनदर साउंड अनदर सीड मंत्रा दैट वी यूज इन द फायर सेरेमनीज स्वाहा इज आल्सो नोन एज द वाइफ ऑफ अग्नि द डेटी ऑफ फायर and swaha is when we use surrender something to the fire and swaha means something else <laughs> so if you sing om bhur bhuvah swaha you are not only ruining the meaning of the mantra but also the energy of the mantra so and then tat savitur so this is not tat savitur but tat savitur and vitur it's not vitur the tu is short tat savitur varenyam varenyam you see varenyam is not varenyam is not the n but varenyam it's a ng so all these things we learn i'm always very blessed to be surrounded by such people who also keep on guiding me in these minor corrections because i want to be totally truthful to this this power of the mantras so it's important that one gets the right guidance and the right knowledge as far as these things is concerned then you know whatever energy invested kind of comes back and gives you those results of what we call invoking the divinity within and the purification of one's own being finally um, it would be useful for us to know what is the best way you would suggest to use this musical version as you will hear that the way this version has been created is to totally support the sadhana of gayatri mantra so if one is uh, willing to do an intense chanting then this kind of versions are very suitable because it's not too much musically distracting it's not like a lullaby which makes you sleep it actually invokes the energy it wakens you up you know it is not a soothing relaxing version because that doesn't work for gayatri mantra there are many versions but then the real purpose is not served so my focus was to keep that very much centered in the music and help the listener in that way even if you are not into chanting or singing the mantra then another purpose could be that you simply listen to it just sit in your meditation space and go in the space of objective listening and that could be also very useful to create a certain space within the space of awareness consciousness light uh energy rising energy awakening and the purification uh since we are talking about the usage usages of gayatri mantra i would like to just add one last thing is that because right in the beginning i said gayatri is actually a meter so there are 24 syllables in a gayatri mantra and another use of gayatri mantra in the yogic tradition is for pranayam and there is one pranayam which we call nadi shodhan or anulom vilom and there one can use it like you when you inhale from the left nostril you chant inside om bhur bhuvah swaha then you hold the breath 
ओम तत्सवितुर्वरेण्यम भर्गो देवस्य धीमहि एंड देन व्हेन यू एक्सेल ओम दियो यो नह प्रचोदयात सो दिस इज नॉट रिसाइटेड दिस इज सिंपली चेंटेड इनसाइड व्हाइल यू डू द प्राणायाम प्रैक्टिस और दिस आई थिंक वी कैन आल्सो फाइंड इन योर एल्बम प्राणा देयर इज अनदर वर्जन ऑफ गायत्री दैट वाज स्पेशली क्रिएटेड फॉर pranayam exercise yeah and just in the end i would like to add that uh, very soon i am releasing the 108 version of the same gayatri mantra and there will be some amazing instrumentation in that it will be almost a half an hour long track but it will have full 108 chanting so if somebody decides to do this sankalpa and purush charana of doing 108 or rounds of 108 in a day then this uh, track can assist that process very beautifully and energetically perfect that was wonderful thank you very much uh, we can find a link to this new track gayatri mantra and to the one that is coming up with 108 repetitions in the website of manish vyas which is manishvyas.com/gayatri thank you manish thank you very much namaste diyo yo nav prachodaya